wonderful weekend. Mine, I was extraordinarily lazy. It was kind of nice. When there's a foot of snow on the ground and it's 15 degrees outside, it's nice to just hibernate. I feel like I want to hibernate. Even today, with a <laughs> with a great big long work day, staring me in the face. I've been fantasizing all morning about just staying in my jammies. Curling up on the couch with the blankets. And continuing to be completely unproductive. I do, I do have a list of chores. But they all involve spending money. On, you know, supplies, equipment. And tis the season to purchase Christmas gifts. So that's my excuse. I got to save money because everything that was 40 bucks last year is 70 bucks this year. Thanks, Black Friday. <laughs> it's such a joke, isn't it? I, I remember years ago, I was shopping for a camera, a nice camera. One of those, uh, you know, DSLRs that has the, um, not adjustable, interchangeable. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Sorry, I just decided this morning I'm ready to go. I'm about, uh, oh, a half, running a half an hour ahead of schedule. So just ready, set, go. Maybe I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. Anyway, this camera, I was, I was tracking the price for probably a good. Six months. See, all right, I'll give you the inside scoop. My wife's birthday is about six months before Christmas. And I had been shopping for this camera since her birthday. And I noticed the price. And, and it, it's, it's this way for anything that is valuable. The price stays fairly consistent all the time because everyone knows what it's worth. It's worth it's worth what it's worth. And you know what they say is a thing is only worth as much as somebody is willing to pay for it. So I thought, okay, well, we'll wait for some sweet Black Friday sales and we'll save a bunch of money, right? Wrong. This thing was the same price. In June, as it was in December. Black Friday sales be damned. And that's the trick of Black Friday. Just because they slap a big, shiny for sale sticker on it doesn't mean it's actually discounted any more than it was in June. I mean, depending, of course, on what you're shopping for. I think I got a Roku, one of those, uh, you know, TV streaming devices. They're kind of cheap, kind of, you know, whatever. They do the job. For 10 bucks. And then the week after Black Friday, or maybe it was the week after Christmas, they were 20 bucks. That was a pretty good savings. I think the best deal I've found 
was for a giant standing mirror. I mean, probably five feet tall by three feet wide with a nice big wood frame around the edge was something like uh, 90 bucks from day to day at the local Walmart. Until last year, I think we got one for 35 bucks. Not bad. Waiting and shopping can be uh, lucrative. Maybe that's not the right word. But for these kind of discussions, the thing that always stands out the most to me is you're not saving money if you're spending money, right? If you bought a giant mirror for 35 bucks, it doesn't matter that six months ago you would have spent 90 bucks for that same mirror. If you're spending 35 bucks on anything, you're not saving your money. You're spending your money. But that's the meaning of Christmas. Spend a bunch of money on gifts for your family to show them that you love them. Because that's what Jesus would do. (laughs) I I love Christmas. I do. I love Christmas and I love buying gifts and giving gifts. Not so much receiving gifts anymore. Another strange thing about getting old Your birthday doesn't matter. And Christmas is exciting for your kids that do still care about having a birthday and getting gifts, which is probably, I mean, I don't know. I'm just one person here, but that was why I was excited for my birthday. Give me those gifts. Give me a Nintendo. I watched uh, slow, slowly, I mean like 20 minutes at a time. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old, so that's about how long I can watch anything at one time. I watched that movie 8-Bit Christmas, which is who knows what last year's Christmas movie. Let's see. Yeah, 2021, it came out. And it was, I mean, uh, it was entertaining to watch at the time, but just very, uh, I don't know. I I don't know what I expected. It was something that I put on for the sake of background noise, honestly. And it held my attention long enough to keep me putting it on. The uh, 10 or so times I had to put something on to get through it. you're probably better off watching uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Story. The end, it was very anticlimactic and also very inappropriately sad at the end. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. If you're looking for a Christmas movie to watch that isn't National Lampoon's Christmas or Die Hard, just to be controversial, you know, people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Because it happens on Christmas. 
But if it doesn't really involve any Christmas themes, is it really a Christmas movie? Just because there's a scene or two with a Christmas tree in it, does that make it a Christmas movie? I don't I mean, I'm down. I'll watch Die Hard on Christmas. I don't care. I'll watch Ace Ventura on Christmas. That used to be a family tradition. We'd go to the movie theater on Christmas Day. Something to do. I'd say it's better than doing the family tour. Wake up at six in the morning like you do to open Christmas presents, right? When you're young and you care. Then have it all wrapped up by noon and you got to go to this grandma's house and that grandma's house. And, uh, you know, by four o'clock in the afternoon, you're, you may be lucky enough to be back around to actually get home and play with some of your own Christmas presents. It was actually one of my favorite things about the holidays. Well, the holidays that we've enjoyed so far this year. Christmas Day. I mean, not Christmas Day. Thanksgiving Day. I did Thanksgiving with my own family, myself, and that's all. And it was rather nice. Just not having to travel, not having some appointment to make. You know, all the stores are closed. You don't leave to go anywhere. You got all of your supplies the day before. And if you didn't, oh, well, whoops, I guess you're SOL. Hang out at home. Do my own cooking, enjoy my own food with my own family. It was good. 10 out of 10 would do again. I'm not sure, honestly, what what my Christmas plans are this year. But we'll just take it one day at a time. Finally, some interesting things have made their way into the news. Namely, Kanye West and the Twitter files. So Kanye's been, well, I think the Kanye West circus has just been a distraction. I don't know how else to put it. There, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting elements to it. He shows up on Alex Jones. You know, the, uh, what would the media call him? The disgraced conspiracy theorist monster who thinks, or, or who, who uh, he, he profited on the deaths of children. I don't know. I don't know how they rationalize any of this garbage. He, he speculated on his conspiracy theory show that, The people who all were claiming that their children died. I'm doing a bad job here. Alex Jones pontificated upon the possibility that maybe all of the facts that we were given in the Sandy Hook mass shooting case might not have been 100% accurate. And maybe some of the people who claimed that their children were killed in this mass shooting might not have been 100% honest. Might actually have been paid crisis actors 
to accomplish what I, I don't know. Fill in the blank. Might have been anything. Could definitely have been possible. There are rabbit holes to go down there if you'd like. So Kanye goes on Alex Jones's show. And now, now this, he, he gets on the show and he starts saying things about how Hitler might not have been all of that, all that bad. And that the Jews, as he likes to say, were, uh, were exaggerating the Holocaust and he values all human life and, and every human has something of value to offer to the world. And, and Adolf Hitler was no different. And then he made some crazy statements about Hitler inventing a microphone and being a wonderful architect. And Alex Jones responds to Kanye saying these things by saying, I don't like Hitler. I don't think, I don't think you like Hitler something to that effect the point being i'm i'm not paying that close attention because to me this whole kanye west story seems like a distraction it seems like a a distraction and uh a publicity stunt because kanye wants to run for president that was that was what the whole thing you know the other sensation about kanye uh, over the weekend, you know, at the end of last week, was that he and Nick Fuentes, who is a, uh, well, we better pull his Wikipedia here. He's been, see, I, I never thought that that name, Nick Fuentes, I never really knew who he was, but that name, Nick Fuentes, said to me, he's a, oh, he's like a, uh, you know, young Americans for liberty kind of uh, conservative, maybe a little further right than most. And now he's being, uh, we'll just go with the Wikipedia to make sure we get all of the slurs in there. Nick Fuentes born, yada, yada, yada. He's an American white supremacist, political commentator and live streamer, a former YouTuber. His channel was permanently suspended for violating YouTube's hate speech policy. He told he holds anti-Semitic views and denies the Holocaust. Okay. So he, Kanye, and Milo Yiannopoulos, who is another, uh, I mean, he would fit into the same mold. The, the media, I should say, would put him into the same mold as Nick Fuentes, the same white supremacist, neo-Nazi, Holocaust denier. I mean, they all, it, it, it basically... Anyone with strong views and a following gets put into this box by the liberal media. They're racist, white supremacists, and we can't believe anything that they say, and anyone that's associated with them is also this terrible white supremacist, bigoted anti-Semite. And from his Wikipedia, British alt-right political commentator, his, spe his speeches and writings often ridicule Islam, feminism, social justice, and political correctness. Yiannopoulos is a former editor for Breitbart News 
an American far-right media organization. Yiannopoulos worked for Breitbart, so a, a little more gentle. Maybe that's because he's gay or used to be gay. There's, there's a lot of controversy now surrounding his gayness. He is claimed to be rehabilitated. He's switched back. And there's a lot of dis- disturbing stories that go along with that. Conversion therapy, etc. Disturbing. So Kanye, Nick Fuentes, and Milo Yiannopoulos all went to go visit Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Now, according to the story, Trump didn't know these people were coming with him. Then he didn't really know who they were. And we don't know if they were asked to leave at a certain point. Kanye came to tell Trump that he was going to run for president in 2024. And Trump said, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Tell your voters to vote for Trump in 2024. Of course, Kanye didn't want to hear that. And I think that's really the whole purpose of the operation here. Somebody is pushing Kanye to run in 2024 because the globalist establishment has to keep Trump down. Because Trump is going to come in like a wrecking ball. As Miley Cyrus would say. Because he doesn't have to worry about getting elected to another term. He knows right where to stick the shovel. That's why anyone but Trump is going to be the mantra moving into the the 2024 election cycle. And that includes Kanye. But Kanye's already established that he will be unelectable. By making these statements about, I mean, he's giving the media all they need to make sure that he is not a threat, which makes me believe even more that these things that Kanye West is doing are, it's just media fodder. It's something to kick up a controversy. Well, meanwhile, we have corrupt elections and government's collusion, uh, collusion with big tech and other media organizations, which are the real problems that we should be focusing on. Not Kanye. Not crazy Kanye, who's off making crazy claims about Adolf Hitler and anti-Semitic suggestions about people who run the entertainment industry. And it's like I always say, If these people doing these terrible things weren't Jewish, would they be doing the, would they still be doing the terrible things? Of course they would be. Their Jewishness has nothing to do with the terrible, corrupt decisions that they make that affect the lives of the people around them. And I stand by that. Of course, I'm open to discussion. I welcome your emails. Please tell me some alternate stories. Enlighten me. 
I don't buy it. I will. I would never believe that somebody would do something terrible just because they were black or Mexican or white or Jewish. I mean, Jamie Dimon, the, uh, what is he, the CEO? Hold on, we're looking. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. Big banker. Brace yourself. Not Jewish. But he is married to a Jewish woman. You know, for anybody that just wants to keep the conspiracy going. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We didn't get into the Twitter files, so I guess we'll do that tomorrow. But uh, please share the show, rate and review it, and uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. I'll be back. Goodbye.